18 minutes it is now uh, before 8 p.m. Uh, you tuned into Metro FM Talk with me, Ayabonga Tsao. 84 minutes in in that uh, duel there between South Africa and uh, the northern African state of Morocco. And, of course, Morocco there uh, getting a free kick there in a very, very dangerous territory, uh, very, very close to the South African box there. And uh, uh, one wonders, uh, as I said to all of those uh, uh, football mathematicians, I think the are good. And uh, let's uh, do all those uh, probabilities and permutations uh, and uh, see whether or not uh, South Africa will have continued involvement in this particular AFCON competition. We now go into our business wrap, and I'm joined on the line by Snesipo Maninjwa, independent analyst and a chartered accountant, uh, joining us now on the line. Snesipo Unjani. I'm good, and you, Aya. How are you today? I'm, I'm good, man. Good, 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 good. Can't complain. Snesipo. Uh, one gentleman who certainly, I guess, uh, is uh, coming out guns blazing is uh, uh, one Peter Mtanda Zomoyo, uh, who was axed from Old Mutual. And it seems a lot is happening there. Uh, he did uh, file some papers before uh, the uh, courts towards the end of last week. And we also heard uh, some statements coming out of Old Mutual that he might have to pay back the money of uh, the incentive bonuses that have been paid to him. Mm. Yeah, guys. You know, the people of Old Mutual, Ash, they did not see him coming. This is stupidity on a level that I've yet to see, because they, they did not see him coming, Shane. This is a classic case of underestimating someone. Like, I, dude, I went through that 164-page thing, 165 pages affidavit, and I'm not, I'm shocked. Mm. I am shocked. So what shook like, you the most? What shook you the most, Nesib? Firstly, number one, let's talk about corporate governance. Trevor Manuel is a respected business leader, former minister of finance. He's familiar with Companies Act. Mm. So I was going through the old mutual financials. I just couldn't see the breakdown because they didn't provide a breakdown in their financials because they did the managed separation. Mm. How are you chairman of old mutual, but you sit on the board of Rothschild? When they were doing the managed separation, how do how was Rothschild even appointed? And following your appointment, as because you only got appointed to Old Bridge in 20, 2018, following your appointment, why wasn't this matter disclosed? How did you manage the conflict of interest? None of that has been reported in any of Old Mutual's annual financial so statements. So this is, this is in, Trevor Manuel's conflict of interest? Trevor Manuel's conflict of interest. Mm. Number two, how are you? Oh, Trevor Manuel, is salary yake at Old Mutual is seven bar. How can you not afford your own lawyer? Why are you using using old mutual's money to come fight your battles with the Guptas? Mm-hmm. to old mutual. Mm-hmm. You earn seven million, and you've got how many shares? I like as a shareholder, I would be livid. I want to know on what basis. Number two. I want to understand exactly on what basis did you dismiss Peter Moyer. I understand that Old Mutual hasn't been growing a lot. Quite a few analysts report talk about them having lazy, having a lazy balance sheet. But mm. at the same time, why did you the board? Because remember, the board, specifically the remuneration committee, is the one that sets the targets yes. for the executives to be awarded shares and incentives and bonuses. So why didn't you set them high enough? These were all these are all within the board. And for me, this thing and Gluyas, because Zando your Trevor Manuel, it's the lawyer's fees. Oh Trevor earns seven million rand. This is not someone who's broke. 
He's not he's not out in the streets that old mutual on what capacity is old mutual paying for his fees. The fees that Rothschild earned, how much did Rothschild earn from old mutual? According to Peter Moyer's affidavit, he had this at about the hundreds of millions. What to oversee how the managed separation conflict? or to advise on the managed separation? They were to they were appointed to advise on the managed separation. Mm. But but I am wrong. It conflicts both. I sit on both sides. Of course, when My you God. are sending the RFP for advisors to pitch for this work, if I sit on the board, how am I managing that? Like, it, it, for me, a conflict of interest. We're going to take this back to Steinhoff because that's exactly what happened. How are you? So if, well, you can say that you can infer. If Rothschild got paid the hundreds of millions, Trevor Manuel, as also a board member, of course he's going to be making iman on the other side. There's just, guys, the conflict of interest is not necessarily about did you do something wrong. It's about the perception as well. So mm. by not managing that perception, you are creating the environment where someone like me can say, Mara Trevor, can you disclose your fees that you got from Rothschild? Can you disclose if any bonuses were awarded to you? Can you disclose did you not prefer Rothschild or pressure other board members for Rothschild to be appointed? Can you? You you make us question these things when you should not. What should have happened, even if was, I understand Rothschild was appointed before, what should have happened when he got appointed on the board of Old Mutual is that he should have requested that Rothschild cancel their contract because the conflict of interest is too much. Mm-hmm. It, 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 makes, it makes us question these things. Now, the lawyer sees, and we have kids again, Johnny, lawyer sees, because I have literally gone through the entire annual report of Old Mutual and the only quick disclosure of director's so, personal so, interest in lawyer so sees. Let's, let's, let, let's pause here for a second. So, so I, from, from the picture you've painted, on the one side, it seems that there are certain sort of personal or what would be expected to be personal expenses of Trevor Manuel that have been run through the books of Old Mutual. So that's the one issue. The other issue then is the conflict of interest that he has as chair of the Old Mutual board, uh, also being, I guess, uh, an advisor or linked in some form or the other to Rothschild. Now, uh, uh, what other issues did Peter Moyer raise in this affidavit? Because it does seem now that... uh, uh, there's uh, much more to his dismissal than just, uh, you know, uh, one a breakdown of trust, but also uh, uh, a difficulty in managing this conflict of interest that he had, which is what Old Mutual had initially communicated. So the conflict of interest, Peter Moyer's affidavit is very, very clear. NMT Capital was founded over a decade plus years ago. Mm. Old Mutual is a shareholder of NMT Capital. Old Mutual has shares and has a board member. The board member signed the resolution. <laughs> like that's the thing that boggles my mind. So when uh, and this relationship is managed by the corporate finance team within Old Mutual. It's not even managed uh, on a board level. It's managed throughout. If when uh, you didn't declare preference share dividends, and I was entitled to preference share dividends, preference share dividends can be rolled over, and you can declare ordinary dividends. There's nothing wrong with that. What I want to see is that, which I couldn't see in the affidavit, I want to see that dividend declaration. Mm. Who signed it and what did it say? Because when you do a dividend declaration, in terms of the Companies Act, it says that 
You must meet your sovereignty, liquidity, and all must be in order. I want to see who Art Mogito signed that. Because no. you don't just who signed it. And when the dividends was received, what action, if when, let's say, Unechal, you owe me money. Umna, Ayabonga, it's quite simple. If you owe me money, Ayabonga, Umna, and Yagwana, you're just living large, I would send you a letter. Did Old Mutual, did Old Mutual send a letter to NMT Capital and say, please pay back our preference share dividends? Did they put them to terms? Did they try methods to recoup? Yes or no? The answer is just simply yes or no. Did and the question, the answer is no, repeatedly no, no, no. So if this is not the, and, and, and that is my fundamental issue is that I, I'm, I'm feeling that there's, there's so much more to the story that we're not seeing. And for me, it brings into question, people need to ask themselves, how did sign-off happen? How did Tongat happen? How did Resilient Group happen? All of these things happened because board members simply treated the company as their personal piggy bank. Hmm. Simple as that. Like, there's just no... For me, I, I, I think I think you and I need a conversation, Justin, on that particular issue. Later you, let's move swiftly along. The more let's I read it, the more Dufunu, and the thing is that what's also critical is that Peter Moya is requesting that they be declared delinquent. So if you delinquency is covered by Section 162, Paragraph 5 of the Companies Act, and it says that Grounds for delinquency is when a director mm, acts in a manner that's gross negligence, willful mm. misconduct, or breach of trust. And it even says abused his position. <laughs> like there's so many, for me, the question, I think this is a greater conversation that we need to take about conduct of board members in for large listed groups. The, my, my fundamental issue yeah. is, is the disclosure. It's, it's, for me, it's not the quantum of the lawyer's fees. The lawyer's fees could mm. be 10 million, 100 million, even 10,000. But the principle my question, of it, yeah. disclosure, was this disclosed? Hmm. And yeah. how was it approved? Which channel did it go through? I want us. I want us to fold slightly on the issue of uh, old neutral, and it's certainly not mm-hmm. the last time you and I are going to be speaking about that particular one. Sovereign Wealth Fund, Ibrahim Patel coming out and saying uh, uh, South Africa is going to take immediate steps uh, to set up a Sovereign Wealth Fund. And uh, even he concedes we might not have uh, the fiscal space or the resources uh, to initially do this. But um, uh, he says uh, in light of the gas discoveries that we've seen uh, on our coastline, uh, it's uh, something that we ought to be investing in. Like, I, I agree in principle with the Sovereign Wealth Fund that our people have failed repeatedly to Patimali, isn't it? Case in point, PIC, this commission, this commission, you've got a whole CFO saying, don't need responsibility, I'm late. I can't. I really can't. As much, I agree with the principle of a sovereign wealth fund. I think it is a very good thing, but it needs to be managed correctly and needs to be managed for the benefit of citizens. 
in the mm. country for future years when our economy is contracting as it's doing right now. And uh, is this the perfect time to start it? I mean, or should we, as some people have suggested, be waiting for an uptick in the commodity prices? No, man. Uh, there's no perfect time to start it. Like, I think all investment advisors always say the perfect time is right now. There's never a perfect time. You can't wait till you have money. You have to sort of have the structure and the format in place already. So mm. for me, it's not necessarily about the timing. The timing, it could be today, as soon as possible. But what is important is what will be the application of funding? How will the fund be managed? Will it go be through the same things that has happened with the other with other government-owned entities? Now, that is my biggest fear. It is, I, I agree with the Sovereign Wealth Fund because our economy is contracting. Having, if we had one and we had excess funds, we could deploy it to help the economy right now. But unfortunately, that's not happening. So I agree with the principle. I always have. I just worry about the management because, you know, mm. our people are special, you know. Ish, ish. And uh, with uh, all that is happening in the Mbati Commission as it relates to the PIC, it uh, does certainly create a, a tough environment for us to continue to make the call for that. And uh, you would have heard, Snesipo, last week, all of the conversations around uh, Facebook making a foray into the currency space with the launch of Libra and uh, uh, I guess uh, the next conversation I want us to have uh, is uh, really about someone who uh, did this when it wasn't fashionable uh, in uh, Kenya, is uh, the uh, former CEO of uh, Kenyan-based telecoms company Safaricom, uh, CEO Bob Collymore, uh, I guess uh, passing away uh, over the last day or so and uh, losing his battle to cancer. Uh, that's unfortunate. Um, please, can you correct Mark and what our dear pharmacy are are completely different. Um, the purpose of Safaricom, I think, I think people underestimate the importance, the sheer importance of Mpesa, what he did. He allowed people who did not have access, who were not catered for in the financial world to trade, to make a living, to connect. I, I think his, his role and the purpose that he's made, his achievement, it's, he, do you know, you understand the whole, the idea, the fact that we haven't even had an e-wallet in Dancy is because of him. Mm, mm. Like he completely, I don't, I, I sometimes, I think people forget that we actually, our continent is quite underdeveloped, underdeveloped. And for him, he revolutionized what a telco could be. He entered like, Mr. Rob, he literally entered a, space. He, a, a teleco was supposed to just be a teleco. He never, mm. he revolutionized where telecos are going by thinking that you could link to financial services. He says if someone has access to a cell phone, they may not have access to a bank account, but they have access to a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. It literally, I, I think he was far ahead and his impact literally, it's, it's changed the African continent. How many people can say that? It's completely changed. He provided a medium and a channel for people to have access to financial services. I, 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 I sometimes think that because I've always had a bank account, how much frustrating it must be never to have access to a bank account, not being able to, having to travel far to send money, to receive yeah. money. It literally, I think, yeah, man did the thing, Shane. And uh, certainly, of course, here at Metro FM Talk, keeping our thoughts 
uh, Bob Collinmore's family uh, all the way out there in uh, Kenya. Uh, former CEO there of uh, Safaricom losing his battle against uh, cancer. Snesibo, we'll have to leave it there. Really appreciate your time and uh, for joining us this evening here for our business wrap. That then was uh, the wrap of our stories and uh, certainly from what Snesibo was saying, not the last time uh, we're going to be having a conversation here about that affidavit. Lichisa Agapita Moyo and uh, certainly outlining a lot as it relates to the conflicts of interest that the chairman of uh, the old mutual board, uh, Trevor Manuel, former finance minister, uh, has uh, in uh, his and I guess it really does put into perspective uh, that saying that says uh, people in glass houses ought not to be throwing stones. But uh, shift, uh, swiftly along there, before we take a brief break, uh, uh, some gutting scenes coming out of uh, Egypt there. Uh, 89th minute uh, a strike in the box there after a, uh, a brief uh, deflection there. Uh, of course, sealing uh, the fate and but sealing the fate, it seems, of uh, Bafana Bafana, uh, who and have now lost 1-0 to uh, Morocco. And uh, I guess uh, the stats uh, tell it all. Uh, even in the second half, 42% possession would have never been enough or four shots at goal, uh, and none of those on target would have never been enough uh, to take on uh, Morocco there, or even ensure our continued involvement in that competition. If you want to talk about that, give us a ring on 089-110-3377. Some gutting scenes uh, indeed, and uh, of course, after having held it uh, right through to the last minute, uh, we could have left this game with a, uh, with a point, uh, some fumbling there in uh, our defensive efforts in the box, of course, leading to uh, what in essence has been a soft goal uh, for Morocco. Let's take this brief break. And on the other side, under the microscope, we uh, take a look at what it takes to build an inclusive Western uh, Cape and uh, whether or not that is possible. I'm joined already in studio here uh, in the C Point by Akole Nojuala, General Secretary of the Social Justice Coalition, and also joined uh, on the line by Bongengosi Matikizela, MEC. Uh, for transport here in the Western Cape and also uh, the leader of the Democratic Alliance in the Western Cape. Stay tuned.